Freedom Digital Media presents the Enough Podcast by Anna Laramore, helping the modern millennial woman rediscover her worth and identify her boundaries in business, relationships, friendships, and more. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the Enough Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Laramore. And this is such a crazy episode for me because it's our last episode of 2019, which is so wild because I'm just doing so much reflecting right now, thinking about all of the amazing guests that we have had on the show and this community of listeners that we've cultivated and all the work that I've done with Jordan and Freedom Digital Media and just how much it has helped me. And I wasn't expecting that. I really was doing it for other people. And that still is and always will be the goal is to help other people. But I feel like I've grown so much in this space and being able to share what's on my heart and share what I've learned in this platform. And I just want to start off by thanking you guys so much for giving me that space and for tuning in each episode and listening to my growth and my story. Um, Because I'm, I'm just the happiest right now that I've been in a really long time for a lot of reasons. And I just feel really good. And I want to thank you guys for being a huge part of that. So I wanted to do another one woman show today for a few reasons. Um, One, this is a topic that is highly requested from me. And it's also a topic that I'm pretty passionate about because I feel like I've been through a lot of breakups and I have gotten pretty good at coming out on top after, um, after a failed relationship. And I say that loosely when I say failed relationship, because I really do believe that the relationships that don't work out in our lives really are our guideposts towards something better in our life, whether that's another relationship or maybe even just an amazing single life. So this is going to be a how to get over a breakup episode. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about some 2019 reflections and some 2020 goals at the end of the One Woman Show because that's something that I've been posting a little bit about on Instagram stories lately and I've gotten a lot of questions about that. Um, if you saw on my Instagram stories the outline that I did about that and you wanted a copy of it, it should be saved in my highlights on my Instagram stories. So we'll talk about that as well. But for now, let's go ahead and get started and get to the beginning of the episode, which is how to get over a breakup. So first and foremost, I want to make it very clear that a breakup is not a breakup is not a breakup. So I've never been married, so I've never been divorced. That's going to be an entirely different set of steps and guidelines as to how to handle something like that. It's also important to note that there are relationships that you have with narcissists and relationships that you have with good guys where it just didn't work out, um, or even jerks that aren't narcissists. So If you are in the middle of a breakup right now with a narcissist, I would recommend listening to episode one with Lindsay Ellison, as well as episode 11, which is how to escape from a narcissist. Um, Those will give you some more insight as to how to handle that type of relationship. This one is going to be a little bit more general because I know we have plenty of listeners that tune into the show and haven't experienced that type of relationship, but still maybe want some help and some guidance on how to cope with their breakup and come out on top. So if you are getting out of an abusive relationship, listen to those two episodes first. And if not, then stick with me. And I hope that you enjoy this one today. So first and foremost, I want to say that I have not had a breakup, a real breakup in over two years. Um, Everything I'm about to share with you guys today is stuff that I've been implementing in my life since the very beginning of that breakup. And I kind of believe that the breakup phase lasts for a year. That's my personal belief. So you might get into another relationship within that year and then maybe you're out of that phase. Um, Some people would argue that the breakup phase lasts until you find another relationship, however long or not long that may take you. I look at it as about a year of recovery and personal growth. Um, that's historically always been what's worked for me and I track it in a year. So for me, this is what I would recommend to you. If you are going through a breakup and you want the next year of your life to be the best year of your life, here are my tips. Tip number one, make a plan every night for a while and write it down. Now, when I say plan, I don't necessarily mean overwhelm yourself, go out and see everybody every night, spend a lot of money, things like that. It can literally just be 
take a bath at 6.30. Just have something in your calendar every single day after work so that you have something to look forward to every night and you don't feel lonely and bored because I feel like that's when it hurts the most. When all of a sudden you get home from work, you're at home, you're twiddling your thumbs and you're like, oh, it's Tuesday, we would have been making dinner together tonight or he would be getting home from his, you know, baseball practice and we would be going to a movie or something. Don't put yourself in a position where you're wondering what he's doing because you are a busy modern woman, right? Even if you don't have plans, create them for yourself. Write it down. Say, I have a date with myself to do a face mask or a bubble bath or I have a plan to get drinks or dinner with this friend I haven't seen in a while. Keep yourself busy, make a plan for every single night and write it down so that you can see it and visualize it. Which brings me to number two, make plans with friends. So surround yourself with people who are either gonna be a listening ear or able to give you advice, whatever you need, talk it out. I feel like for me, something that I did when I was going through my breakup that really, really helped me was going out and seeing friends I hadn't seen in a while. So people whose opinion I really valued or people I just really loved and, and missed, I reached out to them and I said, hey, I'm going through something. I would love to see you. I know it's been a while, you know, sorry. Um, let's grab dinner or let's grab drinks. And not only did that give me an opportunity to not be alone and have somebody to connect with, it also gave me really something to look forward to because how awesome is it when you see somebody that you care about and you haven't seen them in a while? So that is huge. Number three is do something that makes you feel sexy. So whether that is a haircut or a new hair color, whether it's buying a new jacket, a really fun jacket, a fun manicure, do something that is gonna make you feel like you are hot. I think this is really important because a lot of the times when we are going through a breakup, we start doubting ourselves and we think, oh, if I if I was skinnier, he wouldn't have dumped me, or if I, if I had bigger boobs, or if I had longer hair, all kinds of stupid things that we tell ourselves because we're personally insecure about them, do something about it. You know, first remind yourself that you are just as worthy of love and respect regardless of what you look like, but then be like, okay, if I'm gonna feel better about myself, if I get this haircut, I'm gonna go get the freaking haircut. And that for me was a shopping spree. Now, you don't ever wanna start overspending, right? Cause that's, a, that's, that's numbing and that's not helpful in any way. But if you're like, you know what? I've really been wanting those good American jeans and I've been responsible lately, but I just need to pick me up right now. I wanna feel sexy in my curves. Go buy the good American jeans. I have a pair, they're a great investment. Um, this is not sponsored. I just, I really love them. That's something I'd recommend if you're not looking to make like a drastic change and you just want to make a purchase. Do something that's going to make you feel good about yourself and post it on Instagram. Now, you don't want to get all thirst trappy and start posting a ton of pics because then you're going to look desperate. But if you're just in the mood to get a little validation, as long as you can personally validate yourself and you know that you look good and the external validation isn't, isn't validating your whole being, if it feels good, it feels good. You literally get a rush of dopamine when you, when you get a text message that lights up your phone. It's the same thing with Instagram comments. So tread lightly and proceed with caution on that. But yeah, if it makes you feel good, it's fine, do it. Number four, do something you would have never done while you were together. So if he would not watch rom-coms with you or if he did not like Thai food, have yourself a night where you would do those things that he would never want to do with you. You know, you're never going to be in a relationship where you both love all the same things because there are no two humans that are exactly alike. And no matter how good you are at compromising, you're always going to have something where you're like, I just don't want to do that. Or I just don't like that. Give yourself a night where you do all those things. And then you're going to remember, oh, wow, I'm totally in control here. Like I have the power to watch this movie and to eat this food and he's not here to tell me no I don't want to go there or no I don't want to watch that and you have all the power in the world to give yourself permission to have that night so if it's something that doesn't make you think of him or something that you'd miss doing in a while do it don't watch the movie you always watch together don't go to that restaurant where you had your first date and you start feeling sorry for yourself do something that's all about you Number five is exercise. And I want to be clear that when I say exercise, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking revenge body and you're not totally wrong. 
because there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's healthy and as long as it's all about you. But really what I'm recommending this for is actually just for endorphins. So it's so healthy and so good to blow off steam to find an exercise program that you like. And it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be a traditional program. So I know I have a lot of friends who do Orange Theory. For me, I just don't live close to one. So it's not practical for me to um, to sign up and to do that and to spend that money. So I just go to a, tr- a regular gym. I do my own cardio. I lift my own weights. Every once in a while, I'll go to the, a class that's held at the gym. Um, but if you can find like an orange theory or a pure bar or something that you love, do it and just become passionate about it. Because when you get there and you start blowing off steam and you start, you know, you get that endorphin rush and you get that, that great sweat and you start feeling good about yourself in that moment because of the exercise, toning up or losing weight or getting healthier or whatever is just going to be an added bonus. So do it more for your health and less for your physical appearance. But yes, your physical appearance will be a result and that is going to be a confidence booster. And you need to remember that's going to be so much more about you and less about the other person. Like I've probably lost 40 pounds or more since the last time my ex saw me and He's blocked on social media, so I don't think he's ever seen a picture of me, to my knowledge. Maybe he has, but it's not to my knowledge. And I don't care. Like, I don't need him to see the fact that I feel a lot better about my physical appearance right now because I just personally feel so much better about it. So exercise, but do it for you. Um, Number six, immerse yourself in a new book and a new Netflix show. So Again, be careful with this because it's numbing, right? You don't want to spend hours and hours and hours every day for the rest of this year of your breakup watching Netflix. But if you can kind of escape from your world for a while and immerse yourself in a different world, that can be really healthy, especially if it's like a self-help book or something. So if you haven't yet checked out the resources tab on our website, we post a lot of books on there. We post links to all the books, so to our Amazon page, so you don't even have to go find your own if you don't want to. If you just want a curated list of self-help books that are going to make this year the best year possible for you, um, do it. Just, just go to the website and purchase those books or go to the library and purchase those books. Or, and if you're local, you can borrow the books from me. Just send a message and I'm happy to share them with you. Um, Another thing is the thing with the Netflix show, it gives you something to look forward to. And similarly to a book, it just kind of helps you escape from your own little world for a while. So it gets you excited like, oh, I can't wait to find out what happens on the next episode. And that's really great because when you get home, the last thing you want to be doing is saying, oh, I don't have any plans. I wonder what he's doing. He's probably out and about. If he was here, we'd be doing this together. Create your own plans. And if that's a brand new Netflix show that gets you excited, then that's what it is. And that's awesome. So get yourself a list of books, get yourself a new Netflix show or a couple new shows and immerse yourself in that new world for a while. Um, Number seven is kind of a don't do and not so much a do. It's watch it with the alcohol and the sex and the spending. So numbing a breakup with these things can get kind of dangerous. Um, I am like generally a, a sex positive person. So I'm not saying that you can't or you shouldn't go out and find new people. That's totally a personal decision. But what I am saying is that when you start acting out of character in any way, whether it's sexually or with drugs and alcohol or with spending, you're kind of straying from yourself as opposed to enhancing your best self, if that makes sense. Um, And that's the exact opposite of what you wanna be doing during this year. So you really just kind of want to recenter with your values and be like, okay, if I, you know, if I wanna sleep with this person because I'm truly comfortable with that, go for it, sleep with that person. But if I'm not comfortable with it and I'm just doing it so that I can get the other person's, get the other person and their sexual experience out of my head, probably not the healthiest move. Um, So I would recommend steering clear from that until it's truly something that you want just for you. Same thing with the alcohol. Um, I know I'm recommending like going out to dinner with friends or having friends come over or, or, you know, meeting up for different things. But when you start drinking every night um, because you feel like you need to feel better, that's probably a sign that you are, again, straying from your most authentic self. So by all means, have that wine night, let loose and have a good time, but just watch it because you don't want to get in a position where you're um, putting your health at risk or your safety or straying from yourself. 
Uh, you also don't want to get too drunk and just start running your mouth because with trusted friends, yeah, of course, say whatever you need to say. But trust me when I tell you that not everybody you think is a trusted friend is a trusted friend. And if you're running your mouth and talking shit about the breakup all the time because you've been drinking, that's not going to be a good look for you. So just be careful. And then same thing with the overspending. Yes, buy those good American jeans, get that haircut, get that manicure, but just make sure you're still being responsible because what's gonna make your mood a whole lot worse if you just got dumped is realizing that you just got into a bunch of debt. So again, center yourself with all of your values, make a plan, make a budget, get, you know, get your schedule organized, get your health organized, and you're gonna be just fine. Number eight, and this one is a little bit hokey, but Nonetheless, it's something that I've done and I totally believe in. If you're like a spiritual person or you're interested in energies and things like that, um, you may have done this before. It is write him a letter with all the things you would want to say to him, but instead of giving it to him, burn it and burn sage. It clears energy. So this can be a letter of these are all of the reasons why I resent you and these are all of the things that I hated about you or about our relationship but you don't need to spread that negative energy by giving it to them because it's already done. You've already broken up. So for me personally, I know I talk about how much I love writing and of course I love talking. I have a podcast, right? Here we are. But for me, it's, it's so cathartic to just say all of the things that I'm feeling because if I can articulate them, I'm validating them for myself. Like they're not just a thought in my head, they're real and I'm expressing them. But expressing them and sharing them aren't always the same. Sometimes I think you just need to make sense of all of the jumbled thoughts in your head. And if that just means putting them on a piece of paper, then that's what it means. So write it all down, write down whatever you wanna say and then burn it. And it's really symbolic because it's, you know, you just watch it fade little by little and then it's gone. And for me, I think of the Selena Gomez song. I know it came out several episodes ago and I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. I've also kind of been saving this episode for the episode where I talk about it. But if you guys haven't yet heard the um, Lose You to Love Me song by Selena Gomez, which I'm sure you have, it's like breaking the internet. When I first heard that song, I broke down in tears because I kind of never related to a song more. And I really loved that she didn't just keep it positive. Like the gist of the song was positive, but when she said, I had to hate you to love me or I needed to hate you to love me, I can relate to that. And I don't think it's fair when people say things like, you know, you have to forgive or, you know, hatred is toxic. They're not wrong, but you cannot control how you feel. You can control what you do with your feelings, but you cannot control how you feel. So if you needed to hate someone or if it took you a long time to forgive someone, as long as you're able to move past it eventually, like give yourself permission to feel whatever you feel and you can write that in a letter. And when she says at the end of the song, and now the chapter is closed and I'm done, that for me, I have to tell you guys, like I feel a lot like that right now. Like this podcast has given me the opportunity to process a lot of thoughts and feelings about my relationship that I didn't even realize that I was still struggling with personally. And that line of the song just really stuck with me. So I think if you guys can write a letter um, and you can kind of get out things that you're feeling, you maybe don't even know that you're feeling and just burn it. And it's like, well, now the chapter is closed and I'm done. And then get yourself some sage. Get yourself some sage on Amazon. Um, They're usually just called smudge sticks and you can just literally burn the sage and walk around your house or walk around your car, wherever he was. And I know it sounds hokey, but it literally clears energy. We talked about it on Rachel Druckenmiller's episode. So um, episode 12, one of my very favorite episodes. Definitely give that one a listen if you wanna learn more about sage and energies. Number nine, this is um, directly related to clearing yourself or ridding yourself of his energy. Get rid of his belongings. So if you have t-shirts, you can burn them or you can give them to Goodwill and do something good, right? So that somebody else can use them or you can give them back if you guys ended on good terms. Just give give him back his things. Um, As far as gifts or things that he gave you, if you have jewelry, don't keep the jewelry. I mean, if you want to tuck it away for some personal reason that I don't understand, that's on you. But I sold my jewelry. Um, You can donate it. You can give it away. You can even give it back if you have an engagement ring or something. I don't know. Um, I just, 
I think it's so important to purge your space of reminders of him. You don't need reminders of him all of the time. So if you got, if you have pictures and frames and things like that, it's time to move on. It's time to tuck that stuff away. It's time to get rid of it. You're not going to be able to become your best self in this breakup year if you can't get rid of his things and have a space that's totally all about you. Which leads me to number 10, purge your social media. So this one's tough. Obviously, if you listen to the one about narcissism, I recommend blocking them on everything. I'm talking Venmo, um, you know, not just Instagram, LinkedIn, blocking all of their friends as well. Because something that's really gonna suck is when you're finally making progress, and this is slightly inevitable, right? But when you're finally making progress and then all of a sudden he pops up on somebody else's page, a friend's page, you forgot you were still Facebook friends with that person. You see his girlfriend in a picture or you see that they're you know, going to that restaurant that you always wanted to go to and you're like, damn, he would never go there with me. That sucks, what's wrong with me? Eliminate that possibility by just doing a social media purge. And I just, I wanna recommend this in general, right? Especially as we go into the new year, like get rid of things that aren't filling up your cup. There is no reason for you to be following people on social media that do not uplift you or give you anxiety. And if they remind you of your ex, then I can't for the life of me understand why you would stay Facebook friends with them or Instagram friends or anything like that. And let me tell you, all those other like little social platforms like Venmo and things like that, you will get yourself down a rabbit hole if you don't just block or delete or get rid of it because then you're gonna start being like, oh, well, who's who's Lindsay or who's this girl and why is he paying her all this? Oh my God, does do they live together now? Is she my new, is she my dog's new mom? Yada, yada, yada. Like, no, just get rid of that possibility. Be the big girl. I know it can suck, especially if you are really good friends with his friends or if you're close to his mom or things like that. But honestly, my first boyfriend, so contrary to popular belief, my narcissistic ex was not my hardest breakup. It was my hardest recovery in getting back to myself, but, it, but emotionally, it was not sad for me. I never missed him one time. But my first boyfriend, my high school boyfriend, that broke me into a million pieces and he knows that and you know throughout the years like we talked about how that it was horrible for me and so hard for me for a really really long time and I still talk to his mom you know I I love her but for a long time for years I didn't I think I even had to unfriend her and then we became friends again years later because I couldn't have her pop up my stuff anymore and it was nothing personal but I I can't understand how you can move on if you are constantly getting reminders. And unfortunately, sometimes that means cutting ties even temporarily with people that are good people who didn't do anything wrong just to protect your peace of mind. So social media, have the courage, do it. Number 11, and if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I'm passionate about travel. So you will not be surprised by this one. Number 11 is book a trip. Nothing heals a breakup like having something exciting to look forward to. And what I really love about this one is that it does give you something to look forward to on your calendar, but travel in and of itself is also really good for you. It's good for your independence. It's good for your problem solving skills. It's, you know, if you and your girlfriends are, are out and about and you're not with him on that trip because it's just a girl's trip and, you know, the Uber's late or your luggage is lost or, you know, the reservation wasn't made or something like it gives you an opportunity to step up and and be your own boyfriend almost and solve your own problem and it also just gives you an opportunity to get away to get you know preferably if you're going to a place you've never been before or if he's never been before you never went there together and just have a brand new experience maybe do something you've always wanted to do um this for me was huge in 2018 2018 excuse me i had a whole bucket list year for myself so i said you know, he, I always said, I, I want, I want you to take me to, to Thailand. I really want to go to Thailand. And he never did. So guess what? I booked myself a trip to Thailand and I took my freaking self, you know, or I always said to him, he'd always say, what do you want for Christmas? Or what do you want for this? And I said, nothing. I just want to meet Britney Spears. Well, guess what? I freaking spent the $3,000 and I met Britney Spears by my freaking self, right? Do the things that you have always wanted to do that are your bucket list things. Go skydiving, go bungee jumping. Um, what I don't recommend is getting a tattoo because one time I had a boyfriend in college that dumped me and on the day he dumped me I got a tattoo and now I'm looking for tattoo removal because it's a freaking ugly horrible tattoo that I hate. So 
don't do anything crazy. Um, sign up for a half marathon. I did that actually. The boyfriend that I got the tattoo on that day that we broke up, which no, it has nothing to do with him, so don't worry. It has something to do with South Africa. Right after I got that tattoo, I came home and I registered for a half marathon because he told me I was fat. And then I ran the half marathon and I lost 25 pounds and I ran that half marathon in Chanel Mascara. And I was freaking proud of myself, right? So do the things on your bucket list that are that you've been holding back on. Maybe you haven't had the time because you've been investing a lot in this relationship and now it's now that's not a problem of yours anymore. Or maybe they never wanted you to do it or they didn't want to do it with you. Like give yourself a trip, give yourself those concert tickets, give yourself those experiences that you're like, this is just so high on my list and I would be so ecstatic if I jumped out of that airplane. Just do it. Give yourself permission to live your bucket list life. Number 12, make time for a creative outlet. So this doesn't have to be anything crazy or expensive or even time consuming, but connecting to your passions is a great place to put this energy because I think that it helps recenter you a little bit. So for me, when I got this podcast started, I was just like, I was living out my purpose again. I was writing again because I have to write in order to, you know, I have to create audio scripts, even if they're just loose outlines when we're recording and writing is obviously my big passion. If you love painting or if you've never painted, but you're like, I think that might be fun. I've always wanted to go to like one of those wine and paint nights or something like that. If you um, like Jordan, if you like, you know, sports or like Jordan, you know, did like ultimate Frisbee and she's still really good friends with those people, like join a sport or a club like that. Like get yourself in a place where you have something to look forward to that is creative um, or just new and exciting. And what that's going to do is that's going to help you kind of feel like you have something that's yours again. Something that recenters you and gets you really excited to do something that's all about you. And number 13, spend time outside. So even though it's cold right now, seeing your breath and feeling the ground on your feet will totally recenter you. I was just getting a Christmas tree the other day and I ran into my neighbors and one of my neighbors said, hey, I haven't seen you walking in a while. Are you still walking? You you know, you used to walk twice a day and I, I making me feel bad about myself. You're just always out there walking. And I realized I'm like, yeah, I need to get back to walking. Like I am exercising right now. I'm going to the gym, but there's something amazing about being outside because what that does for you is it just makes you feel one with nature as hokey as that sounds like i can feel the ground on my feet i can see my breath i have chills on my arms like you know i i feel the sun on my my skin and whether that's a walk in the neighborhood or whether that's you know maybe a hike or whatever it is just have, give yourself that opportunity to go outside because it can be a little bit depressing this time of year. Staying inside, it's getting darker earlier. So put on your Under Armour, be a big girl, and just take a walk or do something outside. Number 14 is meditate. Um, there can be so many different ways you can do this. And as I've mentioned before, it's something that I try to do, but I definitely struggle with it because I have ADHD. So it's hard for me to focus. But I have the Calm app. I actually pay for like the premium version. The Calm app is pretty amazing. So is the Headspace app. Um, if you're religious or spiritual, you there's a book that I know a lot of people read called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. And I just think it's so important to, if you believe in this sort of thing, to connect with a higher power or God and, and pray for peace and for clarity or just speak it into existence that that's what you want for yourself. Um, there's just so much to process in a breakup because you're thinking, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? What happened? You know, when did this turn, you know, when did this go south? It, it, was he cheating on me? Are there things I don't know about? How long has he been feeling this way? Will I ever find someone? And I think it's really important to just slow down sometimes and process those feelings by yourself through meditation and or prayer. Number 15 is self-care. And I think this is really important because this is something that can be hard in relationships and not intentionally. You know, if you're someone with a big heart, of course you want to invest a lot in your significant other and you want to be there for them and devote time to them and care for them. But you also have to do this for yourself. And if you don't, you risk burnout. And that's something that we talked about on Rachel Druckenmiller's episode. But with self-care, 
it's so important to make time to relax. So maybe that's just saying, I'm gonna take a bath tonight after work. Maybe you're booking a facial with Rachel Ferraro. Maybe you're booking a massage. Or maybe you just, you're in Whole Foods and you're shopping for groceries and you say, I like those flowers and I'm gonna buy them for myself, right? Um, date yourself and take care of yourself. And I think that's really important because you need more care right now than ever before if you're feeling sad and lonely and vulnerable, but it's also just a human thing that everybody needs to do whether you're in a relationship or not, or whether you're sad or not. So self-care is huge. And then I just want you as newly single people to think about the potential that has just unleashed for you. So what I mean by that is I just gave you guys 15 different tips, 15 things that you can focus on when you are newly single. And if you do all of those things, I guarantee you your life is about to vastly improve, but it's more than that, right? What you, what you don't wanna do is only be doing these things because you're sad and you need to get your mind off of it. You wanna be doing those things because you just wanna live your best life, right? Like you wanna take care of yourself because that's what you deserve, not just because you don't have somebody to take care of you now right? You want to watch a new Netflix show because it's fun, not just because you don't want to watch the one that reminds you of him that you used to watch together. You want to book a trip because it sounds like a good time, not just because it's his birthday weekend and you won't be busy with him anymore. Like, do this stuff for you. Don't just do it to get your mind off of it and don't just do it to overcompensate. And that brings me to my 2019 reflection and my 2020 goals. So for me... I just want to start by saying that 2016, let's go back to 2016. 2016 for me was full of ups and downs. I had one guy that I was dating that I was crazy about. He dumped me. I was so sad. I ended up getting a few months later into another relationship with a guy who ended up being um, the most toxic relationship of my life. And that led into us dating throughout 2017. And in 2017, I was my absolute worst self. Um, I actually I just went to the doctor and they were like, you've lost so much weight. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, honestly, it's not that I'm not being healthy. Like I am, I'm exercising, I'm eating better. But I think I just removed myself from a stressful situation. And now my body is able to, to let go of that weight. Like I, I gain when I'm stressed. Some people do the opposite. And I just feel better now. So I talked about this in episode three, financially in 2017, I had no money. Like I had zero money. Um, and it's funny because now with my ex, the, the toxic one, he literally, he would be so surprised and shocked to know how much money I make now and to know what I weigh now or what I look like to know that I traveled to all the places that he wouldn't take me to or let me go with him. And I just, I built this life for myself that I always wanted. And in part, it's because I said, I don't wanna ever be the 2017 version of myself ever again. I don't ever want to rely on a man for money ever again. I don't ever wanna get to a place with my weight where I feel so sluggish, I can't even get out of bed. I don't ever want to be so depressed that I don't want to live to see another day. Like, it's so important to just take inventory of the years of your life that were good, that were not good, and say, which of which version of myself throughout these years was authentically me? If you've ever even been authentically you, right? That, and that's another thing. Like, give yourself permission to deep dive and be like, who am I? And I think therapy is super important for that, or coaching. Like, for me, Lindsay Ellison, episode one, that was huge for me. I didn't even understand boundaries. I didn't know that I wasn't setting boundaries because I didn't even know what boundaries were. Now I have a podcast about boundaries and I'm teaching people how to set boundaries. So for me, I would say 2016 was the start of the roller coaster. 2017 was the rock bottom. And 2018 was the start of the rest of my life. That's the year that I met Britney Spears. It's the year that I started traveling more and went to like six new countries in one year. It's the year that I started losing a ton of weight. It's the year I started making a ton of money. It's the year that I started reinvesting in my friendships and saying, I'm so grateful that you girls gave me another chance to be your best friend because this relationship sucked me in so hard that I wasn't 
showing up in our friendship the way that you've deserved. And I'm so grateful that you've allowed me to, to come back to that and to be where we are now. And I thought to myself when 2018 ended, I was like, how could 2019 possibly be better than 2018? 2018 was the bucket list year. It was my, you know, to tie it back into the theme of today's episode, it was my one year from the breakup. And I went to, you know, my dream conference. I did all of these things. And I'm like, there is no way 2019 could be better. And guess what? In a very different way, it was. 2019, I have never felt more myself than I do right here in this moment. I have never felt more secure in the friendships that are good in my life than I do right now. And I've never felt more sure about the friendships that are not so good in my life and been okay with that. I made peace with that as I am right now. I have never felt so excited and so clear about all my travel goals. And I've said, wow, I have knocked so much off the list that now I can see so clearly what I have left. It doesn't feel overwhelming anymore. I've made such a big dent in that and I'm so excited to cross off the rest. I look at my finances and I cannot believe, I, I, if you told me in 2017 that I would make the amount of money that I make now, I would have laughed in your face. Because in 2017, I think I made a total of like $5,000. Um, and now I, I'm like, I can afford to be the adult that I want to be. And that's hard. Like, it's especially hard when you don't have savings, when you don't have good credit, when you, you know, when you blew it, when you blew it all. And now I'm like, wow, I'm in this place where like, I didn't know it was possible for me. And it is. And I feel really secure in that. I'm in a place now where I, I launched, you know, I launched the dream business. The Enough Podcast is here. It's not just a dream anymore. It's not just something that I talked about in college. It's not just something that, you know, I, I threatened in, in my old relationship. It's something that is real and it's here and it's creative and it's fun and it's cathartic and it's exciting and hopeful and I'm doing it. And because of all of that, I feel like I know who I am so much more. Like I mentioned in Rachel Druckenmiller's episode that I woke up one morning, I didn't know what I believed anymore. And I'm still struggling with that. And it's really scary, but it's also maybe the most mature thing that I've ever done. Because when you are willing to let go of limiting beliefs and say, okay, I'm just going to be who I am and I'm going to surrender to whatever the heck that means. What that does is that allows you to make your own decisions and to get your own information and, and, feelings about everything. And I realize now that I don't believe the same things that I have believed all my life. And I'm proud of myself for that because that's really hard. And it doesn't mean that I might wake up tomorrow or a year from now and say, actually, you know what? I do believe those things after all. And if I did, that would be a-okay. But to have a spiritual awakening where I am questioning my values is freaking awesome, even though it's terrifying because it means that I am willing to do that type of exploration in myself. And it's really hard. So I'm so proud of that. And then I'm not gonna touch on this very much because I'm gonna leave it as a cliffhanger for our next year's episodes, but my love life right now is so good. And I, what I mean by that is that I'm no longer attracting jerks. And that's how I know that I've broken the cycle. Um, I, you know, I obviously talked about my dating a lot this year on the podcast and I talked about, you know, guys that hit on me on weddings or at weddings, or I talked about how there were guys I went on dates with that I wasn't into, or I talked about how right before I launched this podcast, there was a guy I was seeing that I really liked a lot and I ended up, you know, breaking up with him. And I finally feel like I'm in a place now where I'm attracting like, an energy that I really freaking deserve. And it's only because I have worked so hard in these past two years to do the work, to go to therapy, to go to coaching, to have a creative outlet, to exercise, to invest in my friendships, to realize who I am and what I believe, to give myself those bucket list opportunities, to work really hard and make and save money and get that great credit score, as boring as it sounds. Like doing all of those things for yourself makes you a version of yourself that other people want to date and that other people want to be friends with or work with professionally or what have you. And I'm just, I'm so 
excited that my, as my year wraps up, the end of my year is proof that all of it paid off. It, it was worth the wait. And I'm so excited to see what 2020 is going to be like, because I guess my biggest things that I'm proud of in 2019 are traveling to new continents and launching the podcast. Two new continents at that, which is huge. Just one is a big deal, but two is like crazy. And with 2020, I'm so excited because I don't totally know what's in store, but I want to share with you some of my goals for 2020. And I want to share with you an exercise that you can do to set yourself up for the years that I'm describing, whether you're going through a breakup or not, but especially if you're going through a breakup. Um, you really want to be thoughtful and cognizant of what's next in your life. You want to be open to the possibility and unattached to the outcome, right? You can't plan everything. But if you have a clear vision of the type of person you want to be and the experiences you want to have and some tangible goals for yourself where you're like, you know what, if I achieved that, I'd be really proud of myself. Like if I, if I had that professional certification at work, that could really launch me. Or if I got to a point where I was in an exercise program regularly that regularly that I loved, that would really make me feel better about my health. Like if you have a, a vision and a plan, you're going to set yourself up for success. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to say thank you so much for being a part of my 2019. And if you know me personally, thank you so much for being a part of my 2018, my 2017, my 2016, this huge roller coaster of years in my early 20s. Now, I guess going into my, well, I'm in my mid-20s now, going into my late 20s here pretty soon next month. Um, but just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I am so grateful. And now I want to give you a tangible exercise that you can do to set yourself up for your own best year ever. So here is my New Year's plan. So the first thing that I wanted to share is that I like to pick a word of the year every year. So in 2019, my word of the year was brave. And what I wanted to do was be brave in every area of my life. So I said, okay, I'm not gonna go to the beach in 2019, as crazy as that sounds. And I'm not even gonna go back to Europe because those things are really comfortable to me. I'm going to not one, but two brand new continents. I'm gonna be brave and I'm gonna get out of my comfort zone. And I'm gonna go to Asia and I'm gonna go to South America. And I did it. And those were huge bucket list things for me. I wanted to be brave in my love life. And I said, okay, I'm gonna give people a chance that I you know, maybe I normally wouldn't give a chance for whatever reason, and it's paying off. I want, I wanted to be brave in my professional life, and I took a huge risk, and it paid off big time. I just, I wanted to show up in my life with more courage than ever before in 2019, and I'm going to teach you how I did that. So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to pick a word, a word of the year for 2020. And I want you to pick a word that you can see yourself attaching goals to that tie into that word. And then what I want you to do is I want you to create a list of categories for your life. So for me, and these change, but maybe pick five to 10 categories. For me, my categories are education, podcast, body, money, style, live, travel, spiritual, and love, okay? So what I want you to do is just make a rough draft of different categories of your life, areas where you spend a lot of time or you wanna invest a lot of time, and I want you to write down goals that you would like to achieve in those categories. So just to give you a handful of examples, for me, for education, um, I have a few different professional certifications that I want to have for work. So I want to get some more Google certifications. I want to get some social media certifications. I want some more certifications at Sephora, things like that. Um, for living, I want to create a more functional living space and I want to make a plan to move in 2020 or actually move in 2020. For travel, I want to try to make it to Iceland in 2020. I don't know if I can swing it because I already have a crazy year. I'm in a lot of weddings and I have some travel plans already, but I also have that goal to touch all the oceans. So Arctic Ocean, I'm like, that's something that I really want to do. And I want to prioritize the beach and I want to kind of take it easy next year and maybe not do as many crazy 
super far away, out of control things, but kind of stay stay a little closer and have some more relaxing experiences that are actually vacations. So make some goals for yourself. And then what I want you to do, I want you to create at least three goals within each of the categories that you have. But what I want you to really think about is how do each of these goals tie into your word, right? So for me, like I said, in 2019, the word was brave. So in the travel category, the brave travel goals that I had were, I want to travel to new places instead of traveling to the same places. My brave goals in the category of podcast were I'm going to launch my podcast, right? I'm going to talk about the vulnerable stuff that's really hard and scary. Um, my brave goals with work or professional, um, that was I'm going to start calling on bigger accounts at work and I'm going to start being more vocal with my supervisors about what I need at work and what I require to, to really show up and be my best self. So I'm every single goal that I wrote down within the categories tied into my word of the year, brave. So that's what I want you to do. Uh, my word of the year, and I forgot to mention that work is also a category for me here. So I guess that's, that's my 10th category. But my word of the year for 2020 is refine. And for me, there's a lot of relief in this word. What I mean by that is I think refine kind of gives me permission to be not stagnant, but to slow down, to say, okay, I have created and I have cultivated a really great life for myself right now. Yes, of course, I want to continue climbing and I want to make even more money and I want to travel to even more places and I want to get even more fit and I want to you know, do all these things. But what I really want to do is I want to appreciate and embrace the life I've created and I just want to refine it, right? So for style, I'm like, as silly as it might sound to you guys listening, it's actually really important to me. I just want to start dressing like an adult more, right? And I'm like, okay, I've already gotten a head start on that because a huge thing for me is having this subscription to Newly and, you know, getting some clothes that make me feel like, okay, I've kind of done this thing lately where like I wear a lot of pink and I never used to do that, but it's kind of become my signature thing and I'm really having fun with style or okay, at work, I'm, you know, I'm wearing like more dress pants and blouses. I never really used to do that. And like, I feel a little bit more like sleek and sexy and professional when I do that, as opposed to when I wear jeans and like slip-ons at work, which even though that's also allowed in my workplace, doesn't necessarily make me feel like I'm stepping up and being my best self. Everything in my category in all my categories and in all of the goals within all my categories for 2020 ties into the word refine. Um, it's giving myself permission to take this life and just kind of kick it up a notch and make it even better without making it bigger, if that makes sense. Because I'm tired, I'm really exhausted. And I'm, I, you know, I say to, the, to Jordan all the time and I say on the podcast, like, I'm really so grateful for all of the travel that I do because I know I'm fortunate to have it. And that being said, it's not vacation. Like I don't go on vacation. I go on adventures. I, I don't sit on a beach with a, with a cocktail and ignore my work email. I took a conference call from Machu Picchu with a bunch of stuff on my back after hiking, right? There's nothing relaxing about that. It's amazing, but it's not relaxing. So I want to give myself more permission to relax in 2020. And after you've done that, so you've chosen your word of the year, you've chosen all of the categories of your life, you've created goals within each of those categories that tie into your word of the year, I want you to make a vision board. So I want you to look at everything you just wrote down, and then I want you to get out a bunch of magazines. You can even invite over some girlfriends. Last year I had a charcuterie party, it was like a bring your best charcuterie board, and we all made vision boards together and we drank champagne. And that's like, that's my ideal New Year's resolution plan, right? Like you can say, okay, I wanna be healthier this year, or I wanna read this many books. But if you don't make it a whole New Year's theme and commit to not only the whole year, but say, I want to commit to continuing all this progress I've made beyond this year. What you're really doing is you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because you're saying that it's a short-term goal when really it should be an enhancement of your whole lifestyle and just an appreciation of how precious life is and a commitment to making it wonderful, right? So make a vision board. Cut out pictures in magazines or words that, that resemble all of these goals that you just wrote down. 
And when you've made this vision board and you feel good about it and it looks good for you, I want you to put it in a place where you're looking at it every day and you're saying, okay, I see the picture of that diploma that resembles my master's degree. Like even if I don't earn that this year, or maybe I don't even get into grad school, I am going to commit to improving my LinkedIn profile, to improving my resume, to getting coffee with people in different grad programs, to applying to grad school. It doesn't need to be the whole shebang, but it needs to be something. It needs to be a step or, or several steps towards those goals. And that to me is, that's my plan. So that's what I do every year. I like to really thoughtfully create a plan for my year, write it out, um, make a vision board about it and look at it all year. And that's how I plan to have my best 2020. So for me, it is a continuation of the breakup. Like I said, I, I personally feel like one year within the breakup is, is your breakup phase. Maybe unless you meet and start dating someone before that or within that, but every year after that should be building upon the best year that you just had prior. Obviously there's things that happen that are out of your control. So maybe if you lose your job or, you know, you experience a death or a loss or, you know, any number of things, um, you're not always going to have your best year ever, even if you're committed to it and you're planning on it. And you don't want to live in fear in that way, but you do just want that to be all the more reason to commit to doing as much as you can of the things that are in your control and making it an amazing year. So if you're going through a breakup right now, I recommend going through those 15 steps. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just recap them for you right here, right now, so that we can tie it back. The 15 steps are have a plan for every night or every day, see your friends and surround yourself with people, do something that is a change and makes you feel sexy, do something that you would have never done while you were together, exercise, immerse yourself in a new book and a new Netflix show, Watch it with the numbing, so the alcohol, the sex, the spending. Write him a letter with all the things you'd want to say, and then instead of giving it to him, burn it and burn sage. Get rid of his belongings. Purge your social media. Book a trip and or adventures, concerts, etc. Make time for a creative outlet. Spend time outside. Meditate and commit to self-care. I also want to say, I know I touched on it a little bit in this episode, don't be afraid to seek professional help. I think sometimes we undermine how breakups make us feel because if you're empathetic like I am, you're always thinking, oh, somebody has it worse than me. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to go to therapy for my breakup because somebody else is going to therapy for losing their brother or their dad. That's not a healthy way of thinking because there's nothing more like inhuman than comparing your trauma to somebody else's like that's completely out of your control so you do want to recognize that other people are going through hard things that they need help for but that does not mean that you don't need help at all so it's totally okay if you need to go to a therapist i was going to a therapist for years after one of my breakups because it affected a lot of different areas of my life and really wrecked me and i'm not afraid to admit that so if you're in a place where you need to seek help seek help, go to a therapist, go to a counselor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, if you maybe have more of a niche because you are experiencing an abusive relationship breakup, call Lindsay Ellison, send her a message, or tell me that you wanna to talk to her and I will connect you to her. She changed the trajectory of my life and gave me an opportunity to teach you guys all this stuff. So do those 15 steps and also bonus 16, seek help if you feel like you need to seek help. Um, I really am so excited for 2020. I'm excited to refine this awesome brave year that I had. And with this brave year that I had, I was excited to have the courage to continue to build upon the big bucket list year that I had in 2018. And I can tell you right now, I will never, unless I can come up with a better plan, I'll never stop doing this New Year's plan. Um, it's totally changed my life. It's worth it. It's worth sitting down and being thoughtful about. And if you guys make vision boards or if you guys choose your word of the year, please, please, please send me pictures, send me a message, comment on our stuff, send us an email. Um, we don't get enough emails and I want more engagement from you guys on the emails. All my email is flooded with business stuff. So I want to hear more from you guys in emails, but 
if you do this plan, tell us. We want to know. Um, we're, you know, so excited and grateful to have you as a part of the Enough Podcast community and the Enough brand. We have some really awesome, exciting things going on in 2020. And if you watched our Instagram stories, you got a sneak peek into that. But we'll talk about them more soon. Um, January is around the corner. And... We're just so grateful, so excited. Um, Again, if you are going through a breakup right now with a narcissist, make sure you listen to episode one and episode 11. I also wanna stress the no contact rule. It's very important to not reach out to them. And actually, if I'm being honest, I kind of believe that in general, even if it's not with a narcissist. I know that's an unpopular opinion because people will say, I'm so close to them or it's been so long or yada, yada, yada. I don't believe that it's healthy to be friends with your ex as a general rule, okay? You can have exceptions to the rule. As a general rule, I don't believe it's healthy. Um, I believe you can be friendly with your ex, but friends, to me, a friend is someone who is consistently and constantly showing up in your life. Um, And I I don't believe that that's a healthy boundary, especially if you are interested in finding someone else in your love life. So um, I would also recommend having the courage to step away from that desire and to be brave and be bold and have your best year ever, right? Commit to all those new categories or all those existing categories that you want to improve in your life. Commit to that word of the year, fill up your calendar, exercise, just do all of these things that are going to make you your best you, not just because you are sad that you broke up with him, but because you deserve to live your best life. So as we wrap up here, And I can't believe we are wrapping up our last episode of the year. Um, We're going to do a book. This book might make some of you roll your eyes, and I totally get it, but hear me out. The book is Strong Looks Better Naked by Khloe Kardashian. The reason I wanted to pick this one is because I actually read it a couple years ago during this time of year. I guess it was about to be New Year's Eve. And if you follow the Kardashians, or even if you don't, um, Chloe had some personal insecurities that her sisters maybe did not. She always felt like she, these are her words, not mine. I would literally never say this. She always felt like she was the fat one. Um, She obviously went through a divorce and she just wasn't on top of her health and it bothered her. And she finally was like, I want a change. Um, Certainly, I want to also acknowledge that I'm not saying that she never had any procedures, that she doesn't have the, the privilege and finances and access to do those things, right? But um, to say that she's not committed to health in general would just be false because she absolutely is. So this book kind of highlights her breakup journey, but it also highlights her commitment to health. So even like one tiny thing that I can recall from reading this book, I can recall her saying that, She wakes up at the same time every morning and has her black coffee before she goes and works out. And that's like, it's not just like a physical improvement of her life, but it's like that little tiny commitment to routine helped her like stay on track to to her fitness goals mentally. So I'd recommend the book if you're going through a breakup because it's a healthy book that made me kind of think about New Year's because it's about new beginnings, but it's also about being your best self when you haven't been and you want to be so desperately. So that's going to be the book. And I will link that, of course, in the resources tab. So the quote is something that I can't remember if I've ever said it on a podcast before, but even if I have, I'm going to say it again because I saw it and it just meant so much to me. Um, The quote is, trauma is not your fault, but healing is your responsibility. And what I love about this is that It acknowledges two things. It validates the fact that your experience shaped whatever it is that you're doing or feeling in this moment, right? And it also gives you the kickstart you need to do something about it. So instead of sulking and saying, oh, I went through this thing and it made me who I am, you're totally right, and it did. But if you want to do something about it, unfortunately, you it's on you. You have to step up. That might mean therapy. It might not. Um, it might mean a commitment to exercise. It might mean a commitment to finding a job that really makes you happy or, you know, gives you the financial means to pursue other passion projects and creative opportunities or travel. Um, it can be anything, but if you want more information about trauma and healing, 
feel free to DM me and I'll have a conversation with you. We're going to talk more about trauma and healing in 2020. I'm going to have guests who are experts on that because this is something that I'm hugely dedicated to in my own personal life, which is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because I feel like I'm breaking cycles and generational curses and patterns for the sake of myself and my children. Um, But what I'm also doing is I am making myself the best version I can be for a romantic partner. Um, And that that is really, really important to me. So if you're curious about learning more about that, um, have no fear. We will talk more about that in 2020. So I haven't mentioned it, but we actually are sitting here in the studio with Jordan today. I wanted this to be a one-woman show because I knew I had a lot to say. Um, But that being said, I couldn't finish out the year without having Jordan say something. It's just been such a blessing and so much fun for me um, personally and professionally to work with her and to work with Freedom Digital Media. And I do want to plug if you guys are local. I know they're pretty busy and they work on so many you know, projects, but it's definitely worth shooting them a message and having them a conversation, having a conversation with them um, if they can help you with video, audio, anything like that. So Jordan, I just want to say thank you so much for your work on the podcast. It means so much to me and it's been so fun you know, getting to know you and having you now as a friend and not just a colleague. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I do want to thank you too for all of your hard work and sticking with it too. It's It's been great and it's been great to see. It's been great to experience. It's really helped me look a lot at myself at like your determination. Like when you reached out to us, I think 2018. It was 17. 17 yep, it was. So yep. that was the dark ages and yep. we didn't know you at that point It was this time, in, time. in 2017, yeah. two years ago. Yeah, and at at the time we were like, oh, we'll never hear back from her or whatever. And then you're like, hi, I'm back, I'm ready to go. <laughs> we're just like, okay, let's let's go with this. Let's see what happens. And it's it's just been something that I look forward to recording, something I look forward to editing, some for, something I just I love to see it released, just for other people to experience it too. It's been a lot. I've learned a lot from all of the guests. Um, I've learned a lot from you. Uh, and I've learned a lot from myself too. So oh, it's, I love to hear that. Yeah, it's it's been a really fun experience. Um, yeah, thank you for bringing it to us and well, allowing absolutely. us to share thank it with you for everyone bringing else. It to life. And I did thank you for mentioning the guests. Um, for our guests who are listening right now, thank you so very much. Let's see. I want to give all of them a shout out. We had Lindsay. We had Danny. Sydney, Taylor, Kelly, Rachel, the first Rachel, we had Madison, we had Sierra, we had Crystal, we had Shelby, and then we had me, one woman show, one woman show. We had the other Rachel, the second Rachel, Rachel Druckenmiller. We had Courtney, we had yet another Rachel. Mm-hmm. And am I forgetting anybody? You. Me. <laughs> we had me. Um It's been such an honor to um, have you commit time out of your busy schedules to talk to me and to talk to my listeners. We've learned so much from you guys. Thank you for the promo codes. Thank you for everything. Thank you for posting. Oh my gosh. For all of the listeners who have posted, you guys literally helped me get to an iTunes new and noteworthy podcast. And when Jordan sent that to me, I like didn't even totally know what that was yet. And that's a very huge accomplishment. Like I'm very, very proud of that. Um, so every time you guys, you know, listen and I can see the download obviously, but when you post on your Instagram story, that means the world to me. Or when you DM me and tell me that it helped you, um, that's what keeps me going. And that's what allows me to continue to, um, to put out this type of content. Thank you to our sponsors. I know we only had a couple this year because it's been really hard to, you know, be an octopus and have eight hands and and do all these roles. But as 2020 comes along and our interns are, you know, more dedicated to sponsorship commitments, we'll have some more stuff for you guys. But thank you. um, Thank you so much for just trusting in me and trusting in, in Freedom Digital Media and trusting in our brand that we're creating. And I hope you guys learned something today. Um, if you're single and, you know, I know it's that time of year and it's holiday season, I've been there. I've been there more than once. And I want you to know that you're going to be okay. You have people who love and care about you. You have people, even me, you know, even if I've never met you, I'm really dedicated to helping you through this because I know how it feels. Um, so feel free to DM me and I'm happy to talk to you. And I know that when you put in the work and you do all these steps and you, 
you know, plan out your 2020 and you really commit to having an amazing year and just life beyond that year, you're going to find somebody really amazing. And you're going to say, thank God I went through that because if I didn't go through that, I would have never dedicated myself to all this personal development. I wouldn't be the person I am today and I wouldn't have met somebody who's really amazing. So, um, that is all we have for you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message with your favorite episode this year. We want to know all of your thoughts about the podcast this year and everything that you want to hear from us in 2020. We are so excited to start our first calendar year in January with the brand. So if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe, share with a friend. If you have comments, questions, or anything you want us to address on the podcast or anything you want us to share, please email us at podcast at enoughbiz.com. That's podcast at enoughbiz.com. You can also DM us on Instagram at the enough podcast. We won't be announcing our next guest for our first episode of 2020, so you'll just have to stay tuned for that. Make sure you check out our website at www.enoughbiz.com. And for today, that's enough. We will catch you next time. 